Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This is an RNZ podcast. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. Sometimes we can't help feeling a bit sorry for the multimillionaires who run the big studios. All they're trying to do is make an honest buck by giving the public what they want. If only the public would make its mind up about what that actually is. They may claim they want something exciting and novel, but it's clear they also want something reassuringly the same, particularly when times are tough. Those well-loved same old stories are the comfort food of the cinema. Wouldn't you prefer to eat when all the work is done, Ella? Yes, stepmother. Oh, you needn't call me that. Madam will do. Cinder wench. Dirty Ella. <laughs> Cinderella. <laughs> the underdog supreme, Cinderella, has been a staple of movies forever. It's certainly in the DNA of everything from Star Wars, Farm Boy Comes Good, to Harry Potter. You're a wizard, Harry. Equally popular is the recipe for a tasty romantic comedy, essentially getting our heroine connected with respectable Mr. Right, despite the dangerous allure of Mr. Wrong. Now Bridget needs to decide between a man who seems too good to be true. You're the only one who can save me, Bridget. I need you. And a man so wrong, he could be right. I mean, you seem to go out of your way to try to make me feel like a complete idiot every time I see you. No, I like you very much, just as you are. Yes, tell us the old, old story. When all about you is falling to pieces, it's nice to know you can rely on certain predictable genres. There's the old-fashioned spy story, say, the haunted house, the comic book superhero spectacular, and, of course, the always popular whodunit. If there was a murder... What is going on? And there was a murderer. And every one of you is a suspect. And who are you? My name is Hercule Poirot, and I'm probably the greatest detective in the world. And this week, three pretty good examples of popular genres, like heist movie Cutthroat City. The gangster picture is the dark side of the American dream, not so much rags to riches as the road to ruin. It's my only option. This morning, don't first, all right? We ain't that different. Many for the money. <laughs> the twist this time is that this is a new street version of the old tale directed by hip hop musician Rizza from the Wu Tang clan. Surprisingly, Rizza isn't the oddest director's name this week. That honour goes to a Frenchman calling himself Grand Corps Malade, translated as Tall Sick Body, co director of School Life. <laughs> Toujours vif, comme au premier jour de cours Autour à tour, les mecs de maths Claquent pas des genoux, t'es viré de la cour Tenir le cours, gars froid, fais pas le tocard L'œil au beurre noir, vaut mieux le faire que l'avoir 
A year at school is a well-trodden path, often accompanied by a hit single. The Blackboard Jungle introduced rock and roll with Rock Around the Clock. To Serve With Love was a hit song long after the movie was forgotten. While who can forget that well-known dangerous mind, Michelle Pfeiffer? Who are those kids reject from hell? No. The kids with high IQs and low grades. All you got to do is get their attention. Once a Marine, always a Marine. And whoever went broke opening on a lone stranger riding into a dusty Texas town. The quarry may not put its mysterious Reverend Martin on a horse, but in every other way, this is your traditional Western. Guilt's a heavy burden, isn't it, Reverend? Most men can't carry it alone. You are no preacher! You are no man of God! So, a Western, an idealistic teacher in an inner-city school, and first, the time-honoured tale of four kids in a bad neighbourhood, Cutthroat City. Storm's coming. Hip-hop legends the Wu-Tang Clan based a lot of their music on films. Their name derives from an old kung fu movie. It's not surprising, then, that the main man who goes by the RZA should aspire to direct some himself. Cutthroat City, his third feature, is set in New Orleans immediately after the disastrous Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Hurricane Katrina may extend from southeast Louisiana all the way into Kentucky and It became a political scandal when the government was so slow in repairing the damage caused by Katrina. The perception was that all the support money from FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, went to the white neighbourhoods or the tourist-supported French Quarter. Gossip tough. You black from the lower ninth. I ain't no puppet, I'm destined to do. What's new? People who lived in the underprivileged Lower Ninth Ward could expect very little. So that's the political underpinning of Cutthroat City. And the story is about four young men who live in the Lower Ninth. We meet them at the wedding of one of them. James, a would-be artist. You locked down. I don't know how you do it. I think it's love, man. (laughs) We got a wife and a son now. You're going to have to deal with it. Artist in this context means he aspires to draw graphic novels and his magnum opus is called Cutthroat City, an allegory in which a plucky gang from the street takes on and defeats a horde of white supremacists. Real life proves to be rather less cut and dried. This type of assistance, the Ninth Ward, isn't covered. New Orleans, nothing short of apocalyptic. First they flood us, then they push us out. This happened just how they want it. Why don't we talk to your cousin? That dude a gangster and he make me nervous. And what the hell are we? We ain't no gangsters. James's friends include Miracle, the neighborhood's least successful drug dealer, Junior, the Creole dog breeder, and Dre, a musician with no gigs. With no money coming in from FEMA or anywhere else, they decide that crime may be the only thing that pays. So they go and see Cousin, a relative of James's wife. Could be our only option. Did y'all know Katrina means purification? 
Yeah. Drug dealer cousin may be several steps up the crime ladder from James and the gang, but he's a small fish in a big pond. Nevertheless, he sees himself as a businessman like everyone else, pursuing the American dream, which means money. You ain't got my money. You got to walk the plank. We got to figure something out fast. You got trouble, boy? Can I get a Cousin offers James Dre Jr. and Miracle a job to rob a local casino. In and out, what could possibly go wrong, he says. Well, the rest of us, less brainwashed by cinematic shoot-em-ups, may possibly wonder what could go right. But by then, the quartet is already doing it. A perfectly good tax-paying casino was hit. Things go smoothly for about five minutes before they don't. The police arrive suspiciously promptly and start shooting. But despite the hail of bullets, curiously, nobody seems to get hit. You don't recognise what you're up against. Figure out what is going on. Can I get a witness? I just want to do something. we got a problem. Oh, can I get a now, you assume this is merely going along with the standard action movie cliches, but Cutthroat City is a little smarter than that. And before long, tragedy hits the gang, while in the background, more characters start making their presence felt. I think they're in trouble. There's a war going on you don't know about. Definitely got talent. But Lower Ninth was mine long before it was yours. Gangsters, police, corrupt police, various politicians and street clergymen pop up in a satisfyingly complicated way. And while Cutthroat City never quite has the budget or the chops to match its role models, The Godfather or the films of Tarantino or Spike Lee, it's certainly a cut above your standard Netflix B-movie. Maybe you're a talented, educated black man. None of that matter. Nah, because I'm still in the ninth walk. What are we going to do? With FEMA here and no cops? There are colourful cameos from the likes of Ethan Hawke as a city councilman, Terence Howard as a gangland czar called The Saint, and most of all, Wesley Snipes as James's ne'er-do-well dad. Ain't run away from it. Ain't no ignoring it. Taking a leaf out of Spike Lee's book, director Rizza blends politics and some thought with the entertainment. Can there be any way out for these guys, he asks, or are they doomed to follow the predictable path, squeezed between black crime and white racism? You won't have to deal with Like most thrillers, Cutthroat City tries to have it both ways, throwing in an unnecessary third ending to boot. As Rizza says at the start of the film, it's a story, not a lecture. But with a sting in the tail, the fact that, in real life, it took over seven years for the Ninth Ward to finally get running water or electricity. Katrina's always been with us. She's had a bunch of different names.
A French film, La Vie Scolaire, School Life, proves once again the appeal of the high school drama, particularly one set in a poverty-stricken suburb. Saint-Denis in Paris is mostly home to immigrants from Western North Africa, the Middle East and the West Indies. It's day one of the school year and the principal welcomes the new educational counsellor, Samir Zabra. S'il vous plaît, on s'écoute un peu. J'en profite pour souhaiter la bienvenue à notre nouvelle CPE, Mademoiselle Samia Zibra. Sauve-toi, jeune CPE, tant qu'il en est encore temps. The idealistic Samir has come to Saint-Denis from the south of France, a considerable drop in status for reasons that come clear later in the film. Her job, along with her small staff, is mostly concerned with discipline, truancy and the general smooth running of the school. School life also runs smoothly along the tracks laid by all the other films about decent teachers and underprivileged kids, and like them, it sets its stall out early. These are young people given no favours by the system and who are going to have to get by on their wits. Hey, monsieur, when I par le nez, ça siffle. It's super chelou. Hey, je peux me faire une mélodie? Ah, ça fait mal aussi. C'est du sport dans tous les sports. We meet the teachers, Miss Aoud, equally keen to make a difference, but with rather more realistic goals than Samir. The music teacher at his doomed attempt to interest the class in his recorder ensemble. And the sports teacher, whose novelty activities frequently end in broken limbs and bloody noses. Anything to avoid the dreaded ping-pong. Ça va, c'est bon, j'ai compris. On va faire du ping-pong. Mm-hmm. Tac, 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 ping-pong. Sport d'enculé, ouais. Oh. Nique sa mère le ping-pong. And there are the kids, in particular the notorious NOP class. Smart, often talented, but with no options. They're the school's low achievers because of dreadful home situations. Tough cookies like Yanis. Samy, ça doit changer de roussillon. C'est toi qui as choisi de venir ici, en fait. Ouais, ouais, toujours eu envie de travailler en ZEP. Alors, madame. Salut, Yanis. Allez, Moussa. Yanis is a smart-mouthed troublemaker, but he's the one Samir sees as a project. Partly this is because she sees potential in him, and partly because she and Yanis share a similar family secret. But Yanis is just one of a number of colourful characters, like Issy, the unlikely maths whiz, or Drew, the class clown. On se calme, ça suffit. On te calme, ça suffit, maintenant. <laughs> OK, toi, tu prends tes clics et tes claques et tu sors. Vous êtes en troisième, c'est l'année très importante pour vous. Mais pour ça, il y a quelques règles à respecter. Il y a quelques règles à respecter. <laughs> There's the would-be musical prodigy. Can he make the dreaded recorder band remotely hip? There's a girl obviously likely to be fast-tracked into politics. She's on the school council. And Farid, who might join her. He's pathologically incapable of telling the truth, even when everyone knows he's lying. T'arrivais en retard à cause de la grève. Ah oui, il y avait la grève. C'était une grève Air France. Et t'habites au bout de la rue. Non, j'avoue, celle-là, j'ai un peu abusé. And this being 2020, the film doesn't shy away from the sordid side of life on the streets. Drugs are being dealt, and often dealt to teachers in exchange for grades and avoiding detention. 
But while school life doesn't avoid unpleasant things, it doesn't wallow in them either. It's written and directed by a pair called Mehdi Idir and Gronko Malad, who are clearly familiar with the life they describe here. Yanis, tu cherches quoi là? Tu veux te faire exclure direct dès le début de l'année, c'est ça? Mais je te préviens, moi, j'ai pas te lâcher. Là, t'es sur une mauvaise pente et c'est trop dommage parce que moi, je sais que tu vaux mieux que ça. Et si je valais pas mieux que ça? But they also know what their audience wants. This film was a massive hit last year in France, and there's no reason why it shouldn't do equally well here. To School Life's credit, though, it doesn't cheat. Good outcomes are a rarity in schools in Saint-Denis, so the film doesn't hand them out like sweets. Hey, monsieur, déjà, les maths, c'était compliqué quand il y avait des chiffres, mais toi, vous mettez des lettres. C'est du français ou des maths, monsieur C'est des mathématiques. C'est des clés parmi toutes les clés qu'on essaiera de vous donner pour que vous puissiez choisir votre avenir. Sérieusement, dans ces classes, vous voyez des comptables ou des banquiers. The secret of a genuine feel-good movie isn't a happy ending and hugs all round. It's the earned happy ending for characters who've been put through the mill beforehand. You can't save everyone, says Masoud to Samir. Déjà qu'on est dans une ville de Kaira, dans un quartier de Kaira, et vous, votre idée c'est de regrouper tous ces fois ensemble. C'est ça votre projet pour nous. But you can offer everyone a chance to save themselves in a region where chances and offers are thin on the ground. With a message like that, you can see why school life has been successful anywhere that has kids and schools. Si on signe à Saint-Denis, c'est pas complètement comme on signe ailleurs. Two of the famous six or seven plots that Hollywood scriptwriting teachers like to propose are first, someone sets out on a journey, and second, someone rides into town. The quarry uses both of them. It certainly opens with a man leaving a burning house and heading away with some unanswered questions. Along the way, he's found by a travelling preacher on his way to a new job in a small town in West Texas. But at the quarry, just outside the town, there's trouble. The preacher is killed, and the lone traveller takes his name and his job. I'm looking for the church. You just passing through, I guess? I'm here to work. You ever live in a town like this? Everybody knows everybody, and people think it's quaint. So from the start, there are more questions than answers. How come the unnamed traveller, now going by David Martin, can fool the parishioners of the church? He certainly doesn't seem to have much religious background. In fact, his preaching is noticeably unorthodox and, frankly, self-serving. We are made right with God through faith in Jesus, not by obeying the law. I've known a few preachers in my day. You're not like any of them. Do I know you? What do you mean? The fake Martin is put up at the guest house of a woman called Celia, who seems to have her own issues with the town. Not least because she's sleeping with the local chief of police, played by Michael Shannon. I just feel like I've seen you before. Who are you? I am a sinner. 
Michael Shannon always seems to be wrestling with pain under his rough exterior. The chief is immediately suspicious of the Reverend, played by Shay Wiggum, as a man with more than one secret. Who is he? Where did he come from? What was the burning building? And why is there a wanted notice up on the police notice board, unspotted by the chief? Even though I was once a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance. All roads will eventually lead to the quarry of the title, not just because that's where the body is literally buried, but because that's where other criminal activities go on. The Reverend runs into Celia's two cousins and his fate becomes entangled with theirs, while the chief starts sniffing around all of their pasts. The night you got down, the more you saw this is his brother. Blanco! This a-hole uses a preteen to push his dope. You believe that? In other words, the quarry is a modern western from the writer-director of TV equivalents, Scott Teams. Like any sort of western, it depends on us being intrigued by the mysterious stranger who's ridden into town and the conflicted town lawman trying to solve the mystery. They're saying things about you, Reverend. State your name for the record. Are you the Reverend David Martin? The quarry is more successful in the latter task. Michael Shannon has always a compelling presence on the screen with his permanent expression of having bitten into something sour. And though the story doesn't give him quite enough to work with, it's interesting seeing what he does with what he's given. Come here, boy! Whose blood is that? Tis the ministro. Shay Wiggum as the lone stranger is less fortunate, particularly since they can't decide whether he and the chief are going to be rivals for the hand of the disgruntled Celia. Even in the dustiest western, the characters can't all be dark and mysterious. Somebody's got to be pretty much what you see. Let me pray with you. You're really not like the others. Look, I know what you're doing. Turn the other cheek, second chances, forgiveness. I get it. Forgiveness only works in a world where people learn their lessons. That said, in a world of B-movie thrillers, old folks' romance and undernourished Netflix fare where we're currently residing, an old-fashioned Western is a welcome addition, I suppose. The quarry is straight out of the Western packet, with sin and redemption, two strong men at war with each other and themselves, and a glamorous woman with not quite enough to do. Muchas flores moradas, ministro. A lot of purple flowers. Why were you at the quarry? Will there be blood? Will all be revealed? Will it end up with someone riding or at least travelling into the sunset? At least with a Western, you know the answer to all three of these questions going in. And right now, we're going out. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. 
To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.